everybody, I'm Faith, and I have Down syndrome. But our podcast is not really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Faith. Our podcast is about conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Faith and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and, when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrea Moore, one of your hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by the Wayfaring Band. And believe it or not, Frederick Nietzsche said that faith indeed has up to present not been able to move real mountains, but it can put mountains where there are none. (laughs) Faith, you never told me you could do that. Is that true? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, tell us who you are. (laughs) Um, What's up, everybody? I am Faith Vidrain. I am Andrea's co-host. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited. We have a special guest from very far away. Who is our guest today, Faith? Joe Roxy Vegan Lloyd. Joe Roxy Vegan Lloyd is joining us from where? Australia. Unbelievable. It is true. She's here in the flesh. We're super excited. Joe is a board member for the Wayfaring Beyond, a roadie, which means one of our traveling staff members, um, and just a general cool chick. So we're super excited to get to know her better. Uh, Faith, can you tell us a little bit about the format today? Yes. So she and I are going to go back and forth of some questions. Nice. Um. She's going to give me some surprise questions. You're so brave. (laughs) You really are. I'm like, oh my gosh. So you don't know what she's going to ask you? No idea. You're not nervous? No. I'm nervous on your behalf. Especially (laughs) knowing Jaroxy, you should be nervous. (laughs) All right, but you're not nervous, so that's good. So Joe has some surprise questions for you. You've got a couple questions for her. You're going to go back and forth. Right. All right, well, I I guess we better do this. You ready? Okay, yes. Hit it. So thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. So, so um, Jaroxy, please tell me about yourself. Well, I am from Australia, but I lived in um, America five years, but I've been back in Australia for two years. Um, and I'm on the board of directors of the Wayfaring Band. But yes, I'm very excited to be here. Especially seeing Faith, you are engaged to one of my good buddies, Connor. So I'm thrilled to actually get to meet you in real life. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So who is your best friend and why are they so special to you? So this was a hard question because I think as you get older, friends come in different forms and you start to appreciate other friends that have been there your whole life. So especially for me, that's my siblings and my brother and my sister I know you have sisters and a brother as well. Um, You know that they are super important to you, but I'm always like, does that make them my best friend? Like they've been there the whole arc of my life and hopefully they'll be there for the rest of my life. But 
I think a best friend really has to be someone that you've completely chosen by yourself. Like you've picked them. And so controversial because I do love Andrea Moore who is in this room. But um, my best friend I met when I was in high school and I hated high school. So she was a little oasis in a horrible place and she's still my best friend to this day and her name is Jerry Joy Redman Lloyd. So I am Joe Roxy Vegan Lloyd and she's Jerry Joy Redman Lloyd. So and she's got a massive curly hair like me. <laughs> and we went to a school which was predominantly really waspy thin blonde girls and we stood out with big curly hair and big personalities and I was a goth. Do you know what a goth is? Mm-mm. So I went to, I had like purple and black hair and like lots of dark eyeliner. And I grew up in Australia where it gets so hot. So in summer, it's like 95 degrees Fahrenheit every day. And I would wear 20 hole Dr. Martens every day to school. Those are like really big boots, Faith. Huge like boots. Really big boots, not flip-flops or sandals. It would no. be way too hot on a really hot summer day. Really hot. Right. And Jerry, my best friend, would turn up to school in something like a tie-dyed 90, 90 type thing. Like it was the 90s, so everyone wore stupid things. <laughs> um, but all these other girls at school were like, like wore white jeans and were all like – their nails were always clean. So Jerry and I really bonded over being the weirdos. <laughs> kind of makes me want to have more than one name, like a lot of hyphens. Yeah, two yeah. first names, two last names. You get to do it. You, <laughs> you just need – so that's something else that Jerry and I bonded over was we both have pretty different upbringing because we had wild hippie parents, hence the fact that we mm-hmm. have a million names. Mm. And so we kind of had the same – it's so easy to talk to someone when they have the same background as you. Mm. Um, it might make it less interesting sometimes, but it means you get to be lazy because mm. you have a shorthand in conversation mm. that I think, yeah, you don't really get with a lot of other people when they don't have that kind of similarity. And same thing like Dre is one of my best friends as an adult, probably the best friend I've made as an adult, mm-hmm. which I, don't, I think is really hard to do making friends as you're older. Um, but just having that shared history of growing up together, Mm -hmm. it's so big to still be friends when you've probably been 20 different person, people Mm -hmm. in each other's company. Mm -hmm. Well, Faith, your friend Danny, I mean, you've known each other since you were very young. Yes, yes. How old were you when you met? Um, so he and I have been best friends, um, ever since between high school and elementary school. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I actually grew up with him ever since then. Um, he also, I'm also friends with his family. He's friends with my family. Um, he has a brother who's also a best friend to my brother. That's crazy. So, so you're really tied up with one another. I Yes, we are. Um, and he was a quarterback in high school. Really? Yeah. She's living the dream. The I know. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All of those girls that you and Jerry went to high school with would be thrilled. You're it. <laughs> um, does Danny, where, do you see Danny often now? 
Um, well, he lives in San Francisco. That sucks. <laughs> Is that, you, you went to San Francisco, though, with the band, right, recently? Did you get to see him there? Yes. Um, we had a chance to see Danny. Um, I introduced Andrea and the band to Danny. Um, so he's also going to be my special guest on the podcast. So I'm very excited for that. We're going to wait a few months and get settled. But then, of course, if we're going to talk about best friends every time, we have to actually have you interview your best friend eventually. Um, yes. Does Connor ever get jealous of Danny? Um, I have been talking to Connor about Danny. <laughs> but, um, but Danny and I have been talking about Connor. You know, because he's he's always asking me, like, how's Connor doing? Yeah. And so I've been telling him he's he's doing good. He's been busy. So that's great. Yeah. And I've been telling, you know, I think it will be a good idea for them to meet. A hundred percent. You have to have your fiance meet your best friend. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of, you know, in high school, because I never have feelings for Danny. Mm-hmm. I never did. Yeah. And it's because I was so focused on him and schoolwork and everything. And I never did. And I think Connor knows about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That frustrates me, actually, when people say that uh, men and women can't be friends. That's just not been my experience. I think you can, no. but lots of the time partners can't handle it when yeah. when there are um, best friends. of um, With some chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Good on Connor for not being jealous. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's a very progressive man, though. That's why he's awesome. <laughs> why do you say that? Because he is. He's always ready for a good time. He loves a beer, doesn't he? He likes to hang out. He's just always going with the flow, isn't he? Yeah. I yeah. can tell. He's so. a chill dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. And that's what I love about him, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, Faith? Should we let Joe Roxy ask you her first surprise question? Please do. Okay. <clears throat> so... This is a question that I got asked on the first day that I ever met Andrea and not by Andrea, by someone else. And I think it is a great question. So if you could eat only one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mine would be like Vietnamese food because I love pho and I love banh mi and I love all the weird meats, so like offal. But what would you eat? Lots of people say pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So like... Favorite foods, right? What's your favorite food, but if you had to eat it every day for the rest of your life? Well, I don't know about every day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the whole the, point in the question. That's the question. It's hard. That's the yeah. question. Yeah. Um, but I, my favorite food is always Chinese. Chinese, uh, love it. But I wouldn't eat Chinese every day. <laughs> so, But does that mean you'd eat, like, American food every day? If you had to do it, had to, like... Stuck on a desert island and there was only one magical shop there that sold food. What would you want that food to be? Well, I, I'm i not very picky. so You're like, look, if, if there's a magical <laughs> shop on a desert island, I'm good. But so, I, so I, which I, yeah, the Chinese, tell us about what favorite dishes you like from mm. Chinese. Well, sometimes Pai Thai, sometimes it's something else so like you um, must have been going to a fusion restaurant yeah fusion bit of like pad thai kang pao chicken (laughs) things like that Mm -hmm. Um, because that's actually thai food yeah well yeah because where i live is you know very close to me and i always walk there every time 
Ah, oh, nice. so it's a good distance. Nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You see, because I love Vietnamese food, so Vietnamese would be my, if there was that shop on the desert island, I would make it be a Vietnamese shop. But at the same time, same thing, like if I could just have a cafe that did amazing coffee, because <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island, I think I'd need coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Get. I'd be good with just fresh fish. <laughs> I'd have to catch that myself. Yeah, though, yeah. I suppose. No, you'd be like never want to see fresh fish yeah, again if you were stuck on a desert island. You would never ever want to eat a coconut again and you would never want to eat true. a fish again. But I would 100% be Middle Eastern food. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Hummus, the, grape leaves. And I do like a Middle Eastern breakfast. Oh, yeah. What do you eat for breakfast every day? Mm, sometimes I switch sometimes with different foods so like are you a cooked breakfast person or like cereal mm, sometimes i cook breakfast but it's very easy to yeah cook. like what what is it though um well like if i want eggs or something i just can just put in the microwave or something gotcha. so you microwave so. your eggs mm -hmm. how do you do that well i usually mix um so i crack an egg i mix it with water and i just put it in the microwave I've never long? done that. Mm, one minute, I think. Does it ever explode anywhere, everywhere? Not really. <laughs> so, so I once put an egg in the microwave, like cracked an egg, and it just, because I didn't, I, I learned later that you have to prick the yolk. So it exploded all over my microwave and it was a whole situation. Gosh, what if that's what Faith went through every single morning? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, <laughs> thanks, Andrea. Every morning, <laughs> every morning a big cleanup. I'm going to um, try that when I get home, though. That's a good one. Yeah. But um, so Scott, my husband, he would love Middle Eastern food, but his favorite meal of the day is breakfast and he loves muesli. So he's like, how can I get muesli in my diet? Because that's really Swiss. And you wouldn't want to eat like Swiss or, uh, Swiss or Danish food all the time. It's kind of like uh, Faith. It's muesli. Do you know muesli is? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like granola, but a little bit better, I think. Yeah. It's got like fruit and nuts and, and uh, oats and things in it. Okay. So it's like a dense cereal. It's really, really yummy, but it's probably. I know what you're talking about because yeah. my, my godmother sometimes does that too. It's yeah. very grandmotherly. Yeah, because it keeps you regular. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's my godmother. So. Oh, godmother. Yeah. Godmother. Yes. It's also godmotherly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, wonderful. Are you ready to ask Joe your second question? Yes, I am. So my second question is, um, let's see here. Do you ever feel you left out from other people? <sighs> Do I ever feel left out or alone? Listen, I, I used to think that I was a real extrovert because I have, I, I'm, I'm quite confident as a person, but. As I get older and I feel like it was so liberating to discover that I'm actually an introvert and that I really, really like to spend time by myself and I need that, like to spend time by myself. And now as I get older, if I go to parties especially, it's like lots of time I'm like looking at the exits going, when do I get out of here? Because I realize like being on all the time because I'm confident and I do want to talk to everyone and be accommodating to everyone. That's part of being a woman, right? You have to be nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's really exhausting. So lots of the time, even though I seem like I'm really in it, I'm really enjoying it, it, 
it's not fake at all because I am, but at the same time, I'm always looking like at the exits of like, when do I get to spend time by myself again? <laughs> Which is, um, but I think it's a really important thing that I've realized because now I feel so much more recharged because I know to spend time by myself when I'm feeling exhausted. So can I make an uh, example? Right? Yeah. So you say you didn't like high school, right? I hated high school. So did you feel left out ever since then? So, um, yes, I hated high school so much. I used to get teased in high school, but I was kind of like scary goth bitch. So <laughs> like that's a, I that's think, a choice, right? Yeah, yeah it, it's a choice. Purple because lipstick it's a, can help. Yeah, yeah, because it's a barrier and everybody else was kind of like, Completely different from me. Even though I had my group of friends, I still hated high school. It was a trauma. Like going on a bus, the school bus was hideous. Dre and I have actually talked about this and she was like, I just don't believe kids are that mean when you're watching like shitty television, like kids are mean in high school. And I'm like, yeah, ki- teenagers are absolute assholes, mm-hmm. right? They can be horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, High school was tough, but luckily I liked learning. So I liked being in a classroom. I would have liked it better if there was no one else in the classroom between, besides being a teacher. But, um, yeah, high school was hard. I think anyone who says that high school wasn't hard was the absolute asshole at a high school, really. Mm. How, about, did, how did you find high school? Did you like it? I did. Um, well, it's... Kind of sucks for you because I can tell. (laughs) 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 Um, But the reason why, um, because I I never had that before in my high school. That's lovely. Yeah. Like I I have many friends. um, They're very supportive. Um, My teacher has been very supportive. Mm. And one of the teachers I have for English... um, I really loved her, and she was my special ed teacher, I think, mm-hmm. and she she died of a brain tumor. Mm, so, that's so sad. Yeah, and I, I loved her very much, and she and my mom are good friends. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so I, I oh, never felt left out in high school mm. because I had so many friends. I was very happy. I was... Focus on my schoolwork and mm-hmm. good grades and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's good. And I had Danny there too. So Are there other times that you can relate to what Jaroxy is saying about feeling left out though? If not in high school, are there other times when you feel different or when you feel left out? Um, I, well, ever since high school, I, I never feel left out because I, um, well, maybe especially for being in special ed, I think, mm. made me feel kind of left out sometimes. But but after that, it was great. Yeah. Can, can you so. say a little bit more about that, about why that made you feel left out? Um, I wish I knew. I, <laughs> I don't know. Were um, there things that you saw some kids doing that you didn't get to do in special ed? Or what, what was the... Or is it just even having the label of like that putting that label on you seems like it would just be like make everyone assume they know things about you before they even talk to you. 
Well, I I remember I was in class, um, and there was a lot of friends with disability, and it did make me feel like I was feeling left out mm. because it did make me feel different. Um, I I just felt like I wanted, you know, to be with my other friends. Yeah. But no, you know, I still love my friends, but I just, you know, sometimes when I eat lunch by myself, sometimes it's kind of lonely. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's like one of the hardest things in high school, that kind of thing where who am I eating lunch today? Mm. With like it's oof, mm-hmm. horrible to have to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like having lunch with my friends who are disabled and it made me feel different. Um, it was great sitting with them, but sometimes I sit by myself. Mm. Um, sometimes it's very lonely. Mm. And um, But no one in my high school never treated me horribly. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I tell you what, I figured out by the end of high school though, and this is not. I'm glad that I know that you won't do this because you're a grown up and very sensible. <laughs> but um, I figured out that we had a cemetery across the road from our high school, so instead of having lunch, I just used to go there and smoke cigarettes. Oh, she's such a good goth, Faith. <laughs> Think of that sitting on just my favorite little tombstone. <laughs> Amazing. In sunny Australia, sitting on a tombstone, wishing it was all overcast. Um, But, yeah, so by the end of high school, I kind of learnt how to deal with it because, fuck, man, like you are so forced into social interactions in high school, and I suppose that's important. But, yeah, I hated high school. I loved learning, but I hated being stuck with lots of people. Mm. Mm. I would have probably been happy to homeschool or something. Hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. it really is. <laughs> yeah. While my husband thought high school was great because he was like king of the castle. <laughs> Loved That's, it. We always, <laughs> it's funny that you kind of end up with people who might have a little bit of a different personality. Yeah. You and Connor are like that too, Faith. You and Connor have kind of different personalities. Connor is like very easygoing, very chill, yeah. which is I think why he's such good friends with Joe Roxy's husband. Mm. They're both really easygoing, really chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're badass bitches. And <laughs> I think you're badass bitches. And I think that, you know, had Faith and I been friends in high school, I would have gotten her to be a bit goth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> oh, because you have a good like darkness to you. It's good. So do I. That's why I think why we all get get along. We're pensive, we're thoughtful, we're uh, deep women, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I actually do know what that is because um, one of my TV shows I've been watching and I've been so focused on her and she's, I think she was a goth. Too. What TV show? Um, it's, well, it's like a singing kind of show, but uh-huh. it's like Glee. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And one one of the people was a goth. Ah. So oh, yeah, I know exactly That's right. what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Wayfaring Band is not a rock and roll band, are we, Faith? Mm-mm. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. Travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band takes original, transformative adventures that include adults with and without cognitive and developmental disabilities. But anybody can come on a trip with us, right, Faith? Yes. Like who? Everybody. Like everybody. Yes. Well, as long as they're a grown-up. Yes. They have to be a grown-up because we work with adults. Well, an adult everybody. An adult everybody. So if you're an adult everybody, you're welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour. If you're a caregiver, a student, a teacher, a professional, an activist, an interested adult everybody community member, all of you are welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand. Be a part of it. How can they learn more, Faith? Learn more at www.thewaveringband.com. Welcome back to Everybody In. Well, let's let Joe Roxy ask her next question and see, okay. well, see what else we have in common. Things that we're Goth all ladies. badass bitches in this room. The other, <laughs> the other thing we have in common is um, Dre introduced me to this, the Dead Dad Club. So all oh, we yeah. all have um, fathers who have passed away. That's right. And so. Well, I heard, um, I'm, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go anything, ahead. But um, somebody told me you know your dad, right? Who are you asking? Me? Yeah. That I know him? Did you? That, oh, yes, I did know him when, well, but he passed away when Mm. I was 27. My dad died when I was 27, and and Joe Roxy's dad died, and your dad died. But you never got to know your dad, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it got me confusing a little bit because mm. I know you know your dad. Yeah. I know you know your dad. That's right. Yes. But for me, I never did. No. Right. And that's why I always feel really sad sometimes because it's not fair for me. Yeah. And that's why I feel so jealous between the both of you. Yeah. Mm. So. But like I said before, like, yeah, it's fascinating because do you ever think about like part of your personality might come from your dad that you never really knew? Do you think that, does your mom ever say, oh, you're so like your dad sometimes? She never did. No? No. So do you ever wonder if like part of your personality or the way you look came from your dad? Well, the only thing I know about my dad Mm -hmm. is um, he was an ENT doctor. Mm -hmm. So in Europe, Mm -hmm. um, he speaks French. He, um, He was in the army. Um... Let me think. He was in medical school, so he became official of a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what about, isn't he Cajun? Yeah, he's also Cajun French. Cajun mm-hmm. French, right, yeah. from yeah. Louisiana. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's where he grew up with him and my aunt, mm-hmm. um, their brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know if you look like your dad? Well, I kind of do because it's kind of weird because everybody, you know, people in general, I think, keep saying, well, you look like your mom. And I was like, yeah, there's some stuff I look like my mom. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, with my hair or my eyes or my skin color, it's like my dad. Mm. 
Yeah. So, um, and I'm surprised my mom never mentioned that. Mm. Um, so. Um, it may be that, I mean, I don't know, I can't speak for her, but it, it may also be that, that she thinks a lot of those things that, you know, I think we all think things and perceive things that we don't always say out loud. Mm. And it may be that there are lots of ways that you remind her of him, you know, mm. and it just may not be something you talk about every single day anymore. Yeah. How old were you, Faith, when your dad passed away? He died three months before I was born. Really? Your poor I mom. Didn't realize that. Yeah. So he, the year he died is 1987, and it'll be my birthday year. Mm. Really? I did not realize that. So your mom was pregnant. Yeah. So I was the second born. Yeah. So my sister Marina, you know, is, um, she was born in Germany. In oh. Germany. Mm. When yeah, they were they were based in Germany, stationed in Germany in the army. I see. Yes, yes. And so you would have been an army brat. That's what they call it when you the you're army what an army brat. If your dad's in the army and you're always traveling around, they call the kids of army people army brats. I never knew that. <laughs> I, I was an army brat. I was an army brat. We didn't have to move much because my dad was assigned to the National Guard, so we were stationed in one place, but... Now she's just a brat. We're now just bratty. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, Faith, you have a, a lovely, uh, very kind and good and decent stepdad. Yes, yes. And I will always have him the rest of my life. Yeah. And yeah. I still love him no matter what. And I do feel very grateful and blessed to have two dads. Yeah. Yeah, because he raised you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so did raise me. Yeah, he's your... He's the dad that you've had your whole life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think I remember he prayed to my dad, Mickey, how he said he will always promise to take good care of me. Oh. So. (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little wave of emotion through the Uh, sound booth there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Well, he sounds like a great guy because, man... It's yeah. You would have how uh, how old were you when your mum got with your stepdad? I'm sorry. How old were you when your mum married your new father? What's his name? Tom. 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 Yes. So how old were you when they got together? Were you still a baby? I I think I was um, young. Yeah. So I I can't even guess. I'm trying so hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. So. But still, that's like a lot for him and. Man, you're lucky to have a, a another great dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He sounds like a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is. He's, <laughs> he's great, and he he has a great job too. What does he do? Um, he he is a director of the homeless shelter. Ugh, he sounds like a gem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's very dedicated, and he he's been on the news a lot talking about the homeless people. So, as always, and we're always having galas sometimes. Always having galas? How fabulous. (laughs) Yeah. We always have galas. (laughs) I love it. Working in homelessness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so I'm going tomorrow to volunteer, so. Oh, great. That's one of your jobs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I like to help out, so. Mm. That's cool. Did you get your question answered then about dads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Faith. Yeah, thank Maybe you. the one other thing, he was also alcoholic as well. So, mm, well, well, that makes three of us. <laughs> no, my <laughs> dad, not? my dad never no? drank because oh. my dad probably did too many drugs in the '60s and the '70s. He took a lot of acid. Uh. My dad was a hippie, um, but I think I was saying to you before, like, I think there is a danger that when your someone dies that you mythologize them that you make them better than they were and like mm. I love my dad to bits he was great but he was a difficult man and I think it's important to remember all the parts of a person when they pass away so mm. yeah it's important to say alcoholic misogynist mm. or whatever because yeah. that's still part of them and you don't want to make them in your memory something that they weren't yeah. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, I relate to that too, Faith. Like, you know, my father uh, identified as an alcoholic as well. And he, you know, had been in recovery for a long time by the time he passed away. Well, and my dad was not recovering. Right. So. And and we all are in different stages of our own recovery in life from whatever we're dealing with because mm-hmm. we're human beings. Right. And so we're all facing different demons and different issues all the time. And Hopefully we're doing the best we can and hopefully we have people around us who help lift us up. And um, but I like what Joe Roxy said about, you know, it takes courage, I think, to look that in the eye as well and not try and and like tell some story that because we lose someone too young, because I, you know, I think all of our dads died young. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad was 58, which is I think my dad was around that age. Yeah. Mm. So. Maybe even younger. Yeah. Your dad might have been actually yeah. a lot younger than that. I think um, his birthday is in May 14th, I think. Do you remember so. what year? Um, not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. But uh, it's, yeah, it's complicated. Family is complicated. Love is complicated. and um, But it's interesting what you said about that you wish, I mean, I understand why you would wish that you knew him. Mm. Yeah. Well, and you still feel that way? I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like every time when I see pictures of him in my binder, I always keep wishing to know him. But mm. it wasn't fair because I really want to know what he was like. Mm. Can you tell us about your binder? Well, so the binder, what my family made for me, um, they were talking about me, how I was growing up when I was a little kid or when I was a baby. So um, so I'm in there. Marina's in there. Both of my parents and my brother. Kind of like a photo album. Yes. Nice. Yes. Okay. And they're always talking everything about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some pictures when I was a baby. Um, there's also pictures of me and my grandpa. Lures. Um, also, there's a picture of my mom, Marina, and my dad, Mickey. Mm. And every time when I look at that picture, it makes me feel heartbroken mm. because mm. of my dad. Because mm. I, I wish I knew, and it wasn't fair. Mm. You know, I always wish for him to be alive, and I can see him, talk mm. to him. Mm. Yeah. So I would know how it feels like. Mm-hmm. So nice. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Do you want to ask Joe Roxy your last question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So my third question is: Everybody needs some help sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So um, 
What do you need help with? So much. So, so very much. Um, <laughs> I am very lucky to have a beautiful partner, Scott, who I think we were talking before that like Connor is kind of really chill and you might be a bit more fabulous. <laughs> um, that it's nice to have someone who balances you out. And Scott is good to kind of just teach me to calm down a bit and that I can't control everything as much as I would like to. Um, so he's always helping you out sometimes. He helps me out nonstop, but like I help him out too. So, <laughs> but that's part of it. Like I would never want to be in a relationship where it would be very hard for me to, to accept help without being able to feel like I was giving something back to someone as well. And maybe that's something I need to work on because just to accept help for help's sake is, that's a big thing. Unless you're paying someone, <laughs> then you're like, just, just do this for me. Mm. Um, but for five bucks or I, something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should start paying people and just being like, let me talk about myself for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but I am 33, turning 34 this year, and I still call my mother about twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> just for a chat. And everything, but I feel like I need my mum. Why? Why do I need my mum? All the mothers out there are like, why can't my child feel that way about me? Um, I know my mom's doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why doesn't Andrea call me twice a day? Um, and I don't I'm actually friends with her mom. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people Babs are. Is, you Babs can all call great. her twice a day. Yeah, She'll yeah. be thrilled. Babs is the best. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like I do need my mum still. Like, even as I, it changes throughout my life, what I need her for. When I was young, it would be advice about guys or um, advice about like first time that I moved out of home alone, I was like had a, my first like grown up dinner party and it would be like, what should I do, mum? Like I had no idea. It was like not like the first time I, where you could just like get booze in a bucket and that was a party. And she gave me the the advice that's great. Always check the toilets clean before people come over <laughs> and make sure everybody has a drink in their hands within about a minute of them walking in the door and it will be great. You'll be <laughs> fine. It. You'll be fine. <laughs> and it hasn't let me down since. Thank but, you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but then like even this week, I had some financial stuff going on and I respect my mother so much because she um, grew up with nothing and she really made herself. And so even now with um, any business decision for me, I will run it by my mother and I respect her opinion over anyone else's because I think that mm. she is, she pulled herself up out of nothing and she's an amazing woman. So I always will need my mum. So she usually helps you as well sometimes. She helps me with advice and I will, I think of times in my life when I haven't listened to her advice and I think this is most mums and then as I get older I'm like, should have listened to her, mm. should have listened to her because my mom's the person who wants the best for me. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she's. Uh, I, I say to myself now a lot of the time in my head when I'm being negative towards myself with my internal dialogue, like, would my mom say that to me? Mm. Like, you have to treat yourself as if you, or I think, would I say that I've got a beautiful little niece who's three years old and she is divine and I often ask myself now, like, would I say that to my niece 
Or I think, would my mum say that to me? And it's like, if they, I think no, then I'm not being kind to myself. Do you think it's fair to say that what you need help with from your mom is that kind of grown up, respectful kind of caretaker position? Or what is it? Is there no, a, some a summation of the kind of help she gives you? You know what I mean? I think it's just a completely safe space because I, my mother will judge me. It's not like she won't judge me, but <laughs> I feel like she can judge me but still love me no matter what. Yes. So it's that safe space to just explore what's happening in my life. So you need her for the safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And then I need Scott to calm me down so I'm not so on edge all the time because mm-hmm. I can get in my head a lot. <laughs> okay. How about you? What do you need help with? Um. Well... I do live on my own sometimes, but um, sometimes I do need some help, you know, with my sisters. Um, mm-hmm. They usually help me, like, my sister Maggie, for instance, she usually helps me cook, and so we we cook together, make a meal together, mm-hmm. so she, she does that sometimes. Um, sometimes she drives me and Connor to our dates so (laughs) always nice because I'm just like all of us three ladies in this room are pretty independent Mm -hmm. so that question of like what we need help with like can you imagine Dre needing help ever I can't (laughs) but I've learned from people like Faith you know it's I don't think before my friends from the Wayfaring Beyond I don't think I knew how to answer the question of what Mm. kind of help do I need? Mm-hmm. But now I know. I know. I always needed it, but I didn't know. I couldn't see it. I, I wasn't aware of all of the ways that I need help. And then some of the times that I refuse that help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I'm much more aware of it now. And it's interesting because in our culture, we put a real, in Western culture in general, mm-hmm. we, we prize independence mm-hmm. so highly. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I need help not being alone, not trying to do everything by myself, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like um, sometimes I do need some help, but sometimes I don't. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm really good at shopping by myself. I'm really good at asking people to help me. Mm. Um, and I have friends who work there as well. Oh, at the supermarket? Um, well, I go to Safeway. So, Safeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but it's, it's very easy, and I, I do it by myself. There are some other things I can do by myself. Mm. So. And this kind of segues, I think, pretty well into your last question, Joe. does it? Yes. I was going to ask you about <coughs> what your living situation was, and is that living situation going to change? Do you think you and Connor will ever live together? I'm really glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes, I... I would like to have Connor to live with, mm-hmm. um, because I can always, I can, I can always have Connor to help me sometimes, and mm-hmm. I can always help him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, do you live by yourself, or are you living with one of your sisters, or no? I live by myself. You live by yourself. Yes, that's awesome. And is it a one-bedroom apartment, Faith? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm. And so my living situation is, you know, doing good. Um, I'm always taking good care of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and Faith, are you with Cottonwood? 
Yes, I am. Can you tell us a little bit about what Cottonwood is? Because I'm not sure if Joe Roxy knows. Can you? What do you know about it? Well, what I know about Cottonwood is um, they also help me sometimes with safety. Mm-hmm. Um, like if there was a fire, mm-hmm. I I would do anything to call them. Mm. Um, but there's another best friend um, ever since elementary school, and he also works at Cottonwood. Mm. as well yeah and can i fill in a couple blanks about that is that yes please so cottonwood is an agency that uh because i know lemaine is part of that too right and actually a lot of the people that we know in our community are involved with cottonwood or similar agencies but they're an agency that works uh kind of helping with independent living skills Mm -hmm. and it's based on the needs of the individuals so they help out with housing so like the housing that you live in is in a part of denver called Lowry, mm-hmm. right? So it's walkable to grocery stores, some restaurants, some other things. So that's kind of cool. It's like being a part of a little village. You get your Chinese food. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then they, the people at Cottonwood kind of, I think a lot of the funding is kind of goes through a central, mm-hmm. you know, it could be, I'm not sure if you're on Section 8 housing um, or if it comes through comp services or one of the waiver systems. I know this is complicated stuff, but it's all about how we get money to help us live, right? Right. Because um, you do make money from jobs, but not enough probably to pay for all of your bills. I think some of your money also comes from Rocky Mountain Human Services. Is that true? Yes. And yes. so that's what's called. And I a, know you're friends with my coordinator. Right. So that's what's called a community center board. And that that is a county-based agency that helps process funding for people with disabilities. So Cottonwood uh, manages some of that money and then provides services. Like sometimes for some people, they help with housing. They might help with um, some caregiving, grocery shopping, cleaning, laundry, uh, medication administration. There's a, a number of different services they, they they provide, but then it depends on the needs. So Faith, mm. you're pretty independent. I mean, you you don't have anyone sleeping in your apartment with you at night, right? You're no. on your own, yes. which is pretty cool. Um, some people have apartments that might have two or three bedrooms where they have somebody like a staff member who kind of yeah. spends that time with them for safety. Well, and I know um, Robbie was like that, too, with Peter. Right. Mm-hmm. Our friend Peter was using some services from Cottonwood. Um, and so Cottonwood would would give him like reminder calls. But mm. but Peter was pretty independent, too. And yeah. Yeah. And so he he didn't need all yeah it just everybody needs a different amount of help i mean that's kind of what we're talking about right because i know like i know because i think for peter he didn't need a help to call me because he had my number right um mm. and sometimes he and i will like to talk sometimes mm. you know about life how we're doing mm-hmm and so we always having a good conversation yeah so and who um, else do you know who lives in the lowry complex faith well, so so some of my friends um, who works there is um, Michael Waters, who's also friends with um, you. I know. She doesn't know what to call me now because she hears Joe Roxy calling me Dre. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Andrea or Dre. No, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we're friends with Michael in the Wavering Band. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's and there's a, um, a different friend, um, and I've been friends with him ever since I was little. Um, his name is also Danny, mm-hmm. but his last name is Frederick. Okay. Um, and what about Jenny? Does Jenny live over there? Yeah, she does. Um, mm-hmm. She lives on the south side. Nice. So um, so is there space for Connor to move in with you, do you reckon? 
I'm sorry. Do you think that Connor could move in with you maybe one day? Well, it, it will be nice, you know, because yeah. um, um, I've been hearing this from Connor lately, and he's been saying, well, why do you think about coming to my house, having a sleepover? Mm. And so, and I was like, yeah, I, I guess that can work out. Yeah. So. About you sleeping at his house? Yeah. What about him sleeping over at your house? Yeah. Well, yes, it would be nice for him to come over and sleep over at my house, but it's kind of difficult because I'm I have a couch um my bed is kind of small because <laughs> it fits me only is it a single bed or a double bed it's a single bed yeah okay so if you got a bigger bed well yeah if I got a bigger bed he and I would definitely sleep together yeah so and do you think when you think about your future faith and if you and Connor you know down the line if you get married mm-hmm. um do you think you would want to be living in the same house, sleeping in the same bed, you know, building your lives together? Yes. Is that what you picture? Yes. I always picture every time, mm. you know, like I always wanted to have a roommate. and mm. <laughs> never happens sometimes. Yeah. But it will be nice, you know, for him and I to live together. And because yeah. he and I have been practicing about living together living together yeah so um because i know for arizona trip we took andrea Mm -hmm. because i know we shared a tent together Mm. and we did well yeah that's one of the things we talk about it's like if you're in a relationship and you're in a committed relationship and happen for a while and we're all adults Mm -hmm. and if you we all have to split up in different tents for that trip we went to a native american sundance ceremony on a reservation in arizona and there were a, and it, was it was a small was group. One of our friends, mm-hmm. right? It was, yeah. it was a small group of us, and so we had three different tents, and one of them could only hold two people. And and so we gave you the option. We said, "Do you two want to sleep together in the same tent?" And you said you did, and so that seemed fine for us. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it worked right. out just fine. Yeah. So, um, but I would you know in our future to sleep together, to live together. Um, I think. I feel more confident to do that in, in my future. Yeah. So, because I will picture, you know, how he and I are really good together to live together. So. Yeah. I think it's l- something lovely to share with people. Yeah. And you can help one another out, which has to do with the last question you asked me. Like, it's nice to have someone there to help you out when you need it. Yeah. You know, like, he can help me. Um, and I can help him. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I think. How about pets? Are you allowed pets? I just realized. Yes, yes, we allow pets. Dogs are just as good as husbands. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> um, but for the pets, um, in my complex is. Um, if we do get pets for our pets, mm. um, we need to get them approved. Yeah. So. Uh, and no tigers? We... No. Oh, too bad. <laughs> but nice try. <laughs> um, well, goodness, just as it's beginning to get juicy is when we run out of time, mm-hmm. of course. But it's probably best to keep our listeners guessing. So thank you for being here, to Roxy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast for Girl Talk. <laughs> and you did great by the way Thank so. you. <laughs> thanks see you soon see ya
Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.